a despicable bite of humanity, soaked in disaster, riddled with apathy. I trip over my bloated, errant tongue, repeatedly picking at the fraying edges of my slapdash life, hungry for purpose, belly calling, lonely, longing, a misanthrope, a fool. Welcome to The Bitter Sound. I am Davian Dent. It's been a while, hasn't it? And then a little bit more of a while after that. And then when you got there, someone said it was just going to be around the corner, but lied as they wanted to steal your motorised scooter. So it's been a little while after that too, as you had to walk back without your motorised scooter. Which was a pain. But never mind, you're here now, and that's just all sorts of lovely. Please be warned that this show has a huge amount more bitterness than usual shows, as it's been all backed up and has become incredibly potent. After listening, it's mainly for slight or extreme aftertaste and a ringing or throbbing sensation in your ears and mind. Absolutely nothing to worry about, and nothing a chilled glass of red grapefruit liqueur won't get rid of in a jiffy. So, with that, please sluice this around your mouth and head. Rinse and spit whilst you adjust yourself accordingly for the dark comedic oral experience that is the bitter sound. Thank you. 
just a moment, we'll talk more about the case of a British woman who's been getting tramadol in prison in Egypt. Uh, I'm keen to hear from you if you haven't quite done that yet. A group of major retailers say the UK remains very reliant on McDonald's. Retail expert Claire Bailey has told Eddie where the cuts could come. Eliminating uh, a number of customers and they're also eliminating fish. It's five o'clock. Here are the news headlines. 9,000 jobs at Tesco under threat. If those cunts fucking sack me, I'm going to shit all over their dilly. Oh, Tomorrow, MPs will return to the seemingly never-ending question of what to do about Brexit. Well, I can't speak. This is an ABC News special report. Now reporting. President Trump just appearing in the Rose Garden, about to announce a deal to reopen the government. Let's listen. As everyone knows, I have a very powerful drone. You what? We need 2,000 miles of criminals in Congress. No matter where you go, they're coming by the hundreds of thousands. At the same time, we need to increase drugs. They save good people from attempting hope. So let me be very clear. We really have no choice, and we want them to enjoy the blessings of criminal cartels, narco-terrorists, and human traffickers. The painful reality is that the tremendous economic and financial burdens of law-abiding communities fall on the shoulders of immigrants, duct tape put around their faces, around their mouths. In many cases, they can't even breathe. They're old. They're tired. And I want to thank you all very much. Thank you very much. You're a wanker. Um, can I get a radio check? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, roger that. Uh, good afternoon, Edward here, First Bay Tower. This is Learjet, call sign Alpha Mike Alpha, uh, sorry, Mike Alpha Mike Alpha. We're looking for landing clearance. We spawn in the air over the uh, localizer approach 17 right, looking to transition into a downwind base to final for a full stop landing. Like our I see a Houston, I see a UFO. What's going on? Am, I in, am I in the right voice communication channel? Sorry, I'm just looking for landing clearance on uh, 17 right. Can we get that? Hold on, we got some migrants who have come from Somalia and have soiled the entire airfield with pee. And I have no idea what the fuck we are talking about. Uh, uh, roger that. Okay, we got roger that, um, but I Holy did not- Holy fuck, there's this thing with five eyes. It's a giant fucking eyeball. Fart. Machines. Fart machines. Fart machines. They're machines. That make the farts. They fart. Fart machines. Fart machines. They're machines that make the farts. It's a machine, and it makes lots of farts. Fart machines. Fart machines. They're machines that make the farts. Fart machines. Fart machines. They're machines. They make the farts. Activating fart machine. The fart machine is now online. Fart machine.
I'm honestly not sure what's happening right now. Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha, but uh, Tower, we're going to do you one. We're going to help you out. We're going to make a straight-up 360 on this taxiway and head back to the runway ourselves. Yeah, it's a good idea. you got a lot of gold on your caravan. you got to get to your settlement. Wait, I got this. Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha. Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha, we're clear for takeoff, right? Uh, you said that in the question form. If you could just say it as a sentence, and please do not slur your words as much. It sounds like you are heavily intoxicated. I have it a little beer. The finest ingredients go to our endangered foods. Please welcome our new Teriyaki Panthera Tigris Altaica Sturfer. Thin, almost transparent slices of garlic, gently stir-fried with onion, ginger, broccoli, honey, sweet red pepper, mushrooms, soy, and perfectly sliced strips of Siberian tiger, specially tortured before death for our new 2016 menu. Our restaurant has been especially prepared for this dish, with each diner being assigned a beautiful Taiwanese Shantanus who will catch the streaming arcs of semen with their willing mouths. Endanger Foods, 
serving the 1% with only the most endangered of animals until they're all dead. Endanger foods, it's all for you. in the box. No, it was worse than that. It's like being trapped in a glass box. Yeah, that's right. Have a good fucking look, why don't you? I can't breathe. Do you hear me? I can't breathe. My chest is trying to squeeze my lungs out through my throat. So, do I wait or do I keep myself busy? One eye on the menu, the other on the door. I'll tell you something for nothing, though. I'm coming back and it's going to be fucking brilliant. Oh, you clicked like. Well done, you. Sober, non-intoxicated air traffic controllers clear me for takeoff. If you could just say, Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha, clear for takeoff, runway four. My question is, what does it even matter? This is to simulate realism, and that is what we intend to do, even though there is a hot air balloon doing 350 knots at a very low altitude in the distance. It actually has just struck the ground and crashed. Uh, disregarding that, we would like to request takeoff off of runway four. Mikey, Mikey, Alpha, clear land, go. I mean, that's as close as you're going to get. Roger that. We're going to go ahead and uh, assume that is a takeoff clearance, even though that was absolutely, I don't have, actually don't have words for, for that, but I probably okay. do have, I probably do have a disease from it. We're just taking the runway now and departing runway four, Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha. You fucking cunt. Yeah, you fucking Brits, goddammit, every time I send you something, you come back and say, oh, this one little fucking teeny tiny problem. What do you mean, this fucking teeny tiny problem is the whole thing is down the fucking shitter, goddammit. I gotta get out of my fucking rehab, put the bottle down and record this fucking bullocks, bollocks, bullocks, bollocks. Who gives a fucking shit? All you're trying to do is offend people. Well, you've certainly offended me, you cocksucking little pussy brain. I'll give you your bollocks right here. Smell it. Smell it. Hey. Hello? Um, I'd, I'd like to place an order, please. Okay. Is this for you or for someone else? It, it's for 
Jolly good. Now, when would you like I to... I have a coupon. A coupon? Okay. Uh, what is the coupon number? It's A5705BB7. Okay. Hang on, please, sir. Can you check a coupon number, please? It's A-5705BB7. A-5705BB7? Yes, A-5705BB7. Thank you. Yes, it's valid. Ask the customer in... Sir? Yes? Sorry about the wait. We can accept the coupon. What time and date is the booking for? Uh, can you do this afternoon? About quarter past three? Hmm. Let me check. Thanks, but... Yes? What is the diary for mid-afternoon today? About quarter past three? Sir? Yes? Yes, that's fine. All booked. Today. A quarter past three. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Mike Alpha, Mike Alpha, I have resumed flight plan. I think you are uh, clear to go. We have yes, taken, we've taken things, Back we've to taken the future. things on the ground. Okay, roger that. Um, that was just about to be perfect, but the one controller that just referenced Skyways, uh, I'm going to ask that you never use that term again because that is not a thing. So that the one controller who said, I am clear to go, that is acceptable. Uh, the, the other air traffic controller could just correct himself, and instead of saying Skyways, if you could refer to them as Airways, we will be changing frequency and resuming our flight plan. Cloud paths. Negative. Skipping on those clouds. Negative. Into the horizon. Absolutely not. One Very small step for a plane, a giant you. leap for a pilot. Cancer. There's a fucking sewer with rats coming out. Disregarding that. User entered your channel. Yes, hello? Are you in, are you in uh, space yet? User so, left your channel. Sir, we're at 7,500 feet. And every time you say some weird thing like that, that new guy that keeps entering is scared off immediately. That was like five seconds this time. Why am Bro I attracted to the hooves of a Minotaur? Okay, I, sir, you keep adding in these little bits at the end that are just preventing me from changing frequency. It's literally just too excessive for me to ignore. Thank you, the one controller that said I'm good to go. The gentleman, the controller that just said something about being attracted to Minotaur hooves. Just, I like him on my face. You can't be saying that. I mean, the man's name is Bryce, and he likes to fuck horses. What On that note, that? we will be contacting departure and disregarding that any of that has just happened. Janet? Yes? Uh, I'm off out now. I'll see you later. Okay, love. Drive carefully. Oh, don't, don't forget Billy at quarter past three. Sure. Quarter past three. See ya. Bye.
Billy? Hey, Dad. Sorry I'm late. Traffic was murder. What? Uh, hello, excuse me. Uh, yeah, are you A5705? Y yes. Yeah? Oh, great. Cheers. Oh, shit. He'd actually do it. Got any more coupons? You're the one. <laughs> I don't know what woke me up first. That it was such a very cold morning, the banging on the car window, or the fumes. There was definite laughter, and I think I heard someone say, Look at that daft old sod. Why did he put the hose from his exhaust into that other bloke's car? Uh, I think he's pissed himself. I hadn't, actually. If they'd looked more closely, they would have seen the empty flask and smelt stale coffee. Mixed with that groin sweat, and there you have it. The reason for the state of my trousers. I don't remember much of the previous night. There were raised voices and a lot of pointy fingers. The fingers, I think, were pointing at me. The pub was involved, I was sure of that. And there was a soggy rolled up beer mat sticking out of my left ear. I removed it, unrolled it and read it. It said, twat. twat, 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 twat. I stumbled as I got out of the car, slowly gathering myself. I walked around until I found my bearings. The crowd that had gathered around my car had now made their way to the car next to it. The hose that was connected to my car's exhaust pipe was poking through the driver's window of the other car. Ah. The mobile phones held aloft obscured my view. <laughs> but as far as I could tell, the crowd had become very interested at the state of a figure slumped over the steering wheel in that car. Even in the state that I was in, I knew that it was a good time to walk away. So I did. My foggy head was not cleared by the slap of cold air, and my ears felt red and annoying. I became very aware that it was a busy morning, when the noise hit me. Traffic rumbled past me, and the unexpected occasional horn made me feel like I was toppling off the edge of very steep stairs. I could smell last night's fast food slops before I saw that they also decorated the uneven pavement. Some people also call this a sidewalk. So I've heard. So I attempted to walk sideways down the sidewalk. I fell over next to the local pawn shop and I felt myself offer no resistance to my impending fate. I remember this shop. Looking into the shop window was looking into my house, the house I used to live in. I don't have a house anymore. The bank's taken it back and the pawn shop owns the things that used to be inside it. I saw someone walking out of the shop with my old television. You all right, mate? I looked around. A skinny youth with a ridiculous hair bun was holding a skateboard and he was looking at me. Speaking, or lack of speaking, was always a problem for me. So I didn't say anything. Mate, take this. Go and get some food or something. Fucking government did this. Remember that? Fucking government. Tory cunts. He was wrong, though. 
I did this myself when gin and tramadol became a lifestyle I thought was sustainable. I was pretty sure that the government had nothing to do with that. But I smiled weakly at him, took the five pound note, and eventually, in my own time, I got up. I carried on down the busy street whilst trying to remember what had happened last night. And the few days before that. I passed a very curious dog that was sitting down looking at me and wagging its tail. It had a brick in its mouth. That's unusual, I thought. That brick would be more useful in a wall. I walked forward a few more steps, went back and took the brick out of the dog's mouth. I can't be certain, but I think that the dog actually called me a prick. I decided that the best use of my recently earned £5 note was to buy some uh, experimental alcohol. I remembered a man that could sell me two bottles of under-the-counter liquid that would take the edge off not only my situation, but everything. The universe. Kit and caboodle. Sorted. A little while later, the usual blissed-out foggy euphoria smothered me as I felt my corneas rusting, my stomach lining, strangling my prostate, and my fingers swapping places with each other. It's not an altogether unpleasant feeling once you get used to it. I needed to find somewhere to go and be unobserved. Somewhere I couldn't be trampled or pissed on or stabbed. I started to walk to the park with the bottles in my white plastic bag. Made me think that, um, you know, I wanted to finish them first. So I sat down at the nearest bench and tried to quickly drink them as surreptitiously as I could. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. Obviously, I needed to get rid of them as soon as I could. I tried. It's hard to describe what happened next. Have you ever tried to remember falling asleep? It's a bit like that. I opened my eyes as I could hear something familiar but unusual. A Labrador was sitting nearby playing a set of bongos. He stopped, looked up at me, and winked before returning to his recital. This, of course, was not normal. But at the same time, it didn't feel particularly threatening or uncomfortable. Bongos are nice. The bench that I was sitting on started to talk to me a little insistently. It wanted to debate something regarding the Kubler-Ross model. I assumed it was something to do with the plaque that it had on it. I looked at the plaque. Robert's Drinkwater used to sit here and drink until he didn't anymore, it said. Time to carry on to the park, I thought. I got up, bid a fond farewell to the Labrador, and walked towards the park. There were a lot of people in the park, as it was a nice day. I tried to stay towards the edge, kind of halfway in the bushes so not as to draw attention to myself. I skirted around the park, still holding my white plastic bags with two empty bottles and made my way towards the hot air balloon festival that no one was really paying any attention to. Hot air balloon festival? That's a shame, I thought. Someone has gone to a lot of effort to set this up. I'll stop to give the balloons a round of applause. So, I began to clap and got rather confused. My clapping seemed to startle the balloons like birds and they hurriedly floated away. I walked towards the duck pond and dropped my plastic bag. 
Where can I hide and stop all this? It had been a few hours since I left the car. Those people must have been gone by now, shouldn't they? I decided that yes, I should go back to the car. Someone, me, was telling me to do it. An old man floated towards me with something in his hand. How are you doing there, young man? He said with a kind tone. I liked him. I think I smiled. Are you okay now? Feeling better? Had I expressed to him that I wasn't? I certainly don't remember saying anything like that. Oh, I don't know. I think I smiled again. Would you like something to drink? Well, I definitely smiled this time. Here you go. He gave me a flask that was in his hand. Don't get excited. It's only coffee. You should drink it. I think I might have smiled before I walked away. The effects of the lovely drinks were wearing off and I began to feel pained and tired. I was back on the road where the cars were, but there was a pub and the beer garden in front of it was packed. There were a few tables with half-finished drinks on them. Mmm, mind-sweeping. I'd better clear them away, I thought. They might pose a hazard to all the children here. If I'm quick, no one will notice. I'll just take the drinks and go. I ran to the tables and drank the drinks as quickly as I could. There was shouting and more pointy fingers, 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 fingers. So I tried to leave. I tripped over a handbag and was on the floor again. Some young adults started to pull me around the floor and slapped my head in a jocular fashion. I didn't like it and I especially didn't like it when I felt them pushing something in my ear. But they held my arms. They threw me back on the road where the cars were. I found the car that once had a hose poked through the window. There's no one around. Nothing there. So I tried the door. It was open. It didn't seem like a busy street, so I got in and sat still for what seemed like a long time. It seemed like the time to have some coffee, so I opened the flask and poured some of the contents into the plastic cup on the top. Brought it to my lips and drank. It didn't really taste like coffee. It was metallic and smoky. I drank it anyway. I pushed the seat back as I wanted to sleep. I so dearly wanted to sleep. I left the flask by my side and began to fall asleep. The flask slipped and slowly poured its contents all over my groin. I was too tired to stop it. It was just then I watched a hose slip through the crack at the top of the window. But I was just too tired. It is the leopard 
that is the king of the jungle, not the lion as you might think. Let me tell you why. Leopards have spots. These spots cannot be changed as per is the law. And lions have hair, which can be cut as we know from Samson from biblical times. Once you cut someone's hair, they lose all their strength. This cannot happen to leopards. Leopards, therefore, are more powerful than lions. Now you might say that maybe gorillas or giraffes, for they don't have hair either, should be cleaned, named the king of the jungle. But a leopard is faster, faster than a gorilla, faster than a giraffe. Why not the cheetah? The cheetah doesn't have spots. Are you following my logic here? Tigers, irrelevant. Pumas, don't even get me started. Panthers are close, I'll, I'll give them that. But it is the leopard, the noble leopard. See, the noble leopard. King, kings are noble, nobility, kings. If you disagree with me, I'll meet you at the back of Argos on Lee High Road. Tuesday, 10 p.m. Bring the weapon of your choice. I'll be bringing the leopard, the king of the jungle. Thank you.
message is that we'll be watching you. This is all wrong. You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. How dare you? People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? You are failing us. The young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this. The world is waking up. And change is coming whether you like it or not. Well, hello there. Dent has contacted me again with some sob story about people needing advice to be able to survive the bat death, the pangolin pox, the Chinese, excuse me. And I suppose he wants me to have you lecture me about having to live in isolation and me lecture you. I suppose you're all pretty clearly in need of guidance if you listen to this. And you're probably going to have to live like this for a little while yet. And by a little while, I mean for the seeable future. Not for me, of course. I'm subject to different rules to you people. I'm not sure how you all live, perhaps snuffling around the figurative scraps of life, but I suppose it's important that you make yourself safe for no other reason that you potentially come into my employment or my usage at some point. Like, for example, my personal valet, Jenkins. Admittedly, he's a snivelling lickspittle of a man, but he is somewhat loyal and only tried to murder me on four or five occasions. Such fun times. But I think on the face of it, he would agree with me that remaining in my employment for such a long time is definitely the best way to maintain his family's safety. So anyway, here are my suggestions. First and foremost, become rich immediately. The rich, like cockroaches and nearly the Queen Mother, always find a way to survive. And there will be no difference here. Personally, I'm having my air imported from a very socially distant island inhabited entirely by puffins and the leopards. I imported there 
because I fucking hate puffins. My environment is completely refreshed every day and given a good air scrub. Anyone wanting to come near me has to either be rich or undergo an incredibly invasive cleaning. And I mean really invasive. I want your lungs given a good going over if you want to breathe my puffin free air. If you're unable to do that, you're either not trying hard enough or too busy rinsing out your handkerchief from all the socialist tears you're crying. Not that I've anything against socialists, of course. I've made a lot of money from them, filthy perverts. Take Jenkins, for example. He is from good, working-class stock. He voted the Labour all his life, whilst I allowed him to, of course. He lends me his vote now, so I can keep the chaos going with that charmless hairy egg that's in power. He's as thick as Aldi Mints, of course, but he's... What? What's that? What was that, Jenkins? Are you voicing an opinion? To me? You don't like him? I don't like you even more, you porcine prick. Fetch my switch. I have a sense that you need to be taught a manners lesson. That I'd help are not here to voice opinions, they are here to tend to their betters' needs. I sense dense listeners might want to hear a thrashing too. That's for your good, you cow. You made me do this, Jenkins. This is all your fault. I don't like to do this, you know. Oh, my kid, I love to do this. It's one of my favorite things, you mouthy hooligan. <laughs> now, where was I? No, I don't know. I tire of you. I literally don't care. I'm going to retire to my chambers to see what this swelling is all about. Now get out! Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead, dead people, but that's not fast enough. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. We have to start now. Please bomb Russia. We have to get rid of the babies. We need to eat the babies. You don't understand. They've got to tell people. Tell them what? We need to eat the babies. You gotta tell them. Charlie, bring these people. 